Welcome back to Just the Tip Off, the NBA podcast that does not think Daryl Moore is a liar. No, he's trying his best. I mean, yeah. <laughs> would be that. Yeah, right. <laughs> Long-time viewers will recognize that voice, and they're like, oh, Sam's back. Yeah, I, I, I just want to make sure that Nathan has a hard job editing this. <laughs> <laughs> you know we never get it. <laughs> well, welcome back, welcome back. It's been a, been a minute since we last caught up, so now it's... We're, we're all in one place for a brief moment in time, so we thought we'd pop on a pod and catch up on the NBA as it's just around the corner. We're gearing up for football season, of course, but we know there's been some activity in summer league and some trades going on, so we're just going to do a quick update on the East teams and then in a separate pod, or maybe if we feel like we can do it, this pod, we'll do the, uh, the West teams. Absolutely. Um, so, Nathan, you got the list. You want to bring us up from the bottom? Yeah, so we're going to start with the East. We're going to like, just do a quick little breakdown slash preview whatnot um, of all the teams here. And the first one are the Detroit Pistons. Didn't do a whole lot um, in terms – we already talked about the draft, um, but in terms of their free agents additions, um, they – Kind of just picked up Alec Burks' option, and that's they got a couple other guys who um, didn't really play a lot Isaiah Livers and Jared Robden, who they re signed. But other than that, it was just kind of the Alec Burks thing, and then obviously you're just developing your talent. They're you bringing Kate Cunningham. That's this, so they had the offseason, they tanked for the for trying to get women down, but they missed, but they did come out with their high draft pick, so the Star Thompson, or Ahmed Thompson. One of them. I believe it's Tom and Thompson. Um, I'm already getting confused. But anyway, one of the t- highly touted uh, draft picks. Um, so, so I missed it. I know we were talking about the draft. Um, yeah, those twins coming out of the G League tonight. They both they were some of the most NBA ready prospects. And so you do you do get someone uh, who is ready to play if you think Kate Cunningham's there too. Which yeah, I. Just, I sort of got to chalk up the Pistons. It's a bit of a failure the fact that they do more on the free agency. With the idea of, you know, if you had this young talent that you're trying to develop, sure, uh, you know, reserve the ability to be bad and try to uh, keep drafting. But, yeah, if you are saying we've got all this NBA-ready talent, then why are, why are you making them wait around if they're already at that level? And who knows? No. Maybe maybe I'm misreading uh, this Thompson uh, player, and we really haven't seen much out of Cade yet. I mean, his whole last season, he was hurt, so they kept him out. Obviously, they wanted to see what they had in uh, Jalen Duran, uh, as well as uh, Ivy, Jaden Ivy, and continuing to see how he's developing. So it's going to be an interesting season. I think they're going to be trying to go for that young, young and up and coming spot that a couple of these you know, teams are. We're going to be having a common uh, theme here between them, but so, so I mean, just. You know, we, we can do this for all the teams, but where do you see as, like, we'll call it, uh, you know, floor, like, uh, how bad does this team have to be for this team to be a failure? Uh, how good does, uh, like, how good does this team have to be for you to call it success? Is this a team that say, like, hey, like, we're fighting for the eight, eight seed and not making the playoffs a failure? Or are you saying that, you know, hey, as long as we aren't, you know, the 07 Bobcats, we'll be all right? <laughs> um, like, what, what, where do you think this team is shooting to be uh, at the end of the season? 
So right now, I feel like Detroit's got their guy in Kenny, and they've got some pieces around them. They don't have the continuity yet. They don't have the defensive um, game plan. So they're they're still in the very early stages of the developmental period, and I think the goals for this year should be to upset some some high ranked teams, mm-hmm. but to you know, ultimately continue to try to to push push what they, you know, know and what they don't know, and they're going to not know a lot of things, so they're going to lose a lot, so if they get more than 30 wins, I think that's a huge, huge thing for them. I, I still think they're uh, uh, maybe either a coaching change or a regime change or maybe two more years of development as a team to come around to maybe pushing for high seed playoff contention. They may be at like a 10 seed to a maybe a play-in, fringe play-in team. But I think they're a little far off from a play-in team. But that's to, I mean, to be honest. Is, is the ceiling that I'm describing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, would, yeah I would say their ceiling is that their floor, I think they're bad enough in general right now to where I don't think they're going to measure ceiling or floor on wins. I know it's easy to do that, but... I think right. you're probably looking for, and you know, a lot of these teams are in the same boat, just looking for growth of the younger players as opposed to wins. You know, yeah. like you kind of start or starting to see it with Oklahoma City. Okay, now like they're growing the talent and the wins are coming. Then it, I I think they're kind of looking at that model, if you will, they're minus the, the uh, uh, minus so the 14 million draft picks. So so Vegas they have the second lowest win total for uh, projected season line. Vegas at 28 and a half. 28, okay, okay. Uh, do you, oh, they had uh, 17 okay. wins last season. I was going to say, we're taking the over-under on that. Well, I just said 30 wins would be like top-end talent for them. Yeah. So if you're telling me 29 wins is is where the line's at, I, I'll go under. Yeah, I, I think I think the under is probably uh, the bet here. But, yeah, who knows? Uh, may, uh, maybe, maybe we'll be surprised. I mean, Kate Cunningham looking like he's balling out and uh, he didn't play for FIBA, but he played as one of the squads against the team. Uh, and it was, or no, he, he was on, no, 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 he played in one of the, uh, I think it was like an exhibition. Script, yeah, yeah. Uh, scrimmage teams against the Team USA. And I think he was being asked to be like a Luca-esque type player. And so heliocentric ball and he was just absolutely could not miss with balling out going crazy so we'll see how he does this season i'm excited oh. all right moving up the list we have the charlotte hornets they re-signed uh pj washington they signed frank Nilakina, and they just recently within the last week or so re-signed miles bridges obviously miles bridges um had some off the court issues it and did not and yeah and did not play last year, but that was their main um, additions this summer. And then in terms of the draft pick of Brandon Miller, yeah, Brandon Miller was their main draft pick. But they uh, yeah they also had uh, extensions to Lonzo Ball uh, on this Lamelo or sorry Lamelo Ball uh, in this off season, which. Yeah, obviously, he's your guy. You're hoping uh, Brandon Miller is the accompanying piece. Um, is he more of a four or is he more of a three? Like, what do you think he's going to be? Brandon, 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 Miller, Brandon Miller's a two, three. A two, three? Yeah. Okay, I mean, uh, he's it, still young, so I think he's going to grow. Like, yeah. 
I, I could see him eventually being, depending on how versatile they can get his defense, to maybe start pushing him to be more of a two through four. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You know, I, I, I don't think he's that long, especially in today's small ball, but. Right now for the. He's 6'9, 200 pounds. So I think, I think looking at him, mm-hmm, I think looking at him eventually playing the three, four. Now they do kind of. Not that it's a bad thing, but, you know, like, P.J. Washington and Miles Bridges are both in that same kind of, like, category where yeah. Miles Bridges is a little more of the two than the four, where P.J. Washington is more of the four than the, the two, and they can both kind of do the three. Okay. So, so, you know, with not a lot happening in the free agency market, I guess the question with them becomes if Brandon Miller hits his ceiling and he is, you know, but as a rookie, I think his ceiling is like low end all star, right? Yeah, like all all star reserve. Let's say he is, you know, call it, you know, good efficiency, twenty points, six rebounds, uh, handful of assists. Uh, does him and Lamella ball? What does that? What does that push this team to be? Not contenders for a playoff team. Does that push this team to be? Uh, you know. They're nowhere close. They're nowhere Here's the impending problems with the Hornets' future, and it doesn't start with Brandon Miller. Unfortunately, Brandon Miller's involved, but he's not going to see a whiff of, of the floor. <laughs> he's probably going to be limited to like 15 to 20 minutes a night. Steve Clifford, their coach, does not play rookies. He's yeah. had high draft pick players before yeah. and just played limited them to like 10, 20 minutes a night. So... All-star level would be he'd have to be balling out, balling out, especially yeah. when that PJ Washington signing. Um, they're gonna, ah, he's gonna get buried on the bench. <laughs> Hopefully not. Hopefully not. But um, I, I need to see something out of him. I, I mean, that's I, more I, than I, just like I think what I've seen so far. Like he's he's exciting to watch. He's fun. He's great for the kids, but. I need to see more of that dynasticism he had with Miles Bridges with other players. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping that he can do more of that with some of the upgrades that they put up brought around him. So high end uh, for this team this year, probably same boat as uh, Detroit. Well, worse off than Detroit. So I'm thinking like 25. You think this team is in a worse position than Detroit? Uh, yeah. Because this team's win total is higher than Detroit's. They're at 30 and a half. Fair, but because they're going to be going for wins, they're not going to be tanking. They never, uh, Steve Clifford is not tanking, but he just they just suck. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess you go. Well, how was their were they? Thirty and a half. Thirty and a half. Still go under. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So with your point of him not playing, do you think Brandon Miller? Do you think Brandon Miller starts uh, day one? Not be no. not well. So. I think I, I think he does. I I don't think that you can have a second round pick and not start him. I think that the fan base would be too. I hope. I hope. Like yeah, even if yeah, you know, even if you start him and he plays, yeah, he rotates minutes with uh, yeah, who would they start? If they put him in a three, probably Miles Bridges. Who would they start two guard three now? That's Terry Rozier. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're playing Lamelo, Terry, Bridges, him, and then. They don't break his PJ Washington. You probably put PJ Washington at the five and play a small ball. Yeah, they have. They've got a couple of uh, number of centers. Dixie Thor. They have Ty Jones, who is from Texas. They've got Mark Williams from. Oh, that's right. Do they still have Blumley? They. They still have Blumley. And Nick Richards from Kentucky. It's like they have a couple. 
players, but not anything substantial that you're really gonna um, put your hat on that that guy's gonna take that. And then you have Gordon Hayward. Like, what, what are we doing now? This, I mean, when I mean, he plays, when he when he plays, they do very. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're a whole different team, and he has been plagued with injury his whole career, which sucks. But uh, on an optimistic side, on an optimistic side, I think they're they're going to take a real step forward this year. Or if they don't, there's problems, and we'll figure that out pretty quickly. All right. Next up, the Orlando Magic free agency moves. They re-signed Adam Schofield, Mo Wagner, signed at Joe Ingles, and picked up the team option on Gogo Bataze. Um, and then. In terms of their draft, they got Anthony Black, um, another guard. Yeah, adding to the yeah. I think that yeah, they uh, their GM has on multiple occasions stated that he's a big believer in the best player on the board. Like worry about positional fit later and just get the best player on the board. Very true. Very true. I mean, that's uh, so that's who he thought it was. I'm excited. I don't know because. Not that Jalen Suggs is bad, but he's definitely not what we expected to be before he was drafted, right? right. So, and maybe he still has more time to develop, but it's just taking longer than well, expected. And I mean, you know, the the poster child for the guy a little bit more time to start producing is also on that team, which is Markel Fultz. Like, there's oh, Fultz is yeah, it's pretty great, though. Yeah, right. There's yeah. A, but there's a time where we were ready to write off Markel Fultz as one of the biggest busts in NBA draft history. And the Magic were able to, to, to you know, give him a place where he can continue to develop impulses now. You know, like a solid starting caliber point guard in the league. That is true. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm not, I'm, you know, on that note, I'm very thoughtful right now, Jalen Suggs. I agree. And I, I, I mean, I don't, you know, not the, I don't think, like, when it comes down to it, like, I think Marco Fultz is, like, Kind of the role player, like six man on this team, yeah. and then but you also have like Cole Anthony, who's also in that role. So they, I think the Magic are looking for one of those point guards to step up and take this starting job. Because right now they have quite a few people at that um, position, and no one's really jumped forward and been like, "I'll be the guy." Well, and I think I think almost the hope is going to be if you can have that type of guard, you know. If I were a Magic fan, I'd be sitting there saying, okay, when's this going to become Paolo's team? Right? That, yeah, yeah, run it, run it, run it through the three. So many other teams have done it successfully with, you know. Well, don't and, sleep on Franz. Franz Wagner is freaking uh, awesome. I, I, I think I think Franz Wagner is an awesome second option on a team. I think he plays so well off the ball. Yeah. But I think when you really uh, break it down, it's like, okay, who, who's the offense going to run through? I think Paolo's the guy who's going to. You know, cycle the offense, and France is going to be a great threat and give, up an op- uh, give them plenty of options around him. But I do think at the end of the day, like, you know, with who's on their roster right now, that's that's who needs to have the ball in their hand to get players. I agree. I agree. I mean, uh, it will eventually be Palos. He's already been taking some great strides playing for Team USA, but unless not, look, he was rookie of the year. I feel like mm-hmm. he was the quietest rookie of the year performance in so so long. Almost no one talked about him putting up a phenomenal rookie season. It was. It was kind of like, <laughs> all right, this is the guy. It was almost like more, let's talk about the guys who didn't get it because they were also so good. Oh, well, it, and there's, let's talk about the guys who didn't get it and let's talk about the, who's going to be it. Who's it going to be next year? 
quote unquote, let's talk about Victor Wendigon. Right. Like, like, they just could, could not wait, <laughs> could not wait to get a movie to talk about. Uh, but I'm ex- actually really excited to watch uh, The Magic this year. They have some really awesome pieces. Their depth is exceeding. It is, they, they've got some, a really deep bench. All young guys, so. Yeah, they don't really have, they got rid of their only outlier in terms of age, which was Terrence Ross. He was the only one really on the team who was like, okay, you know, you don't really fit the, the timeline well, we got Mo, going. Mo Wagner, I think he could be a common presence, maybe. It was mm-hmm. big rounds. I think he's been pretty good. And maybe, maybe we'll see Jonathan Isaac play basketball. Who knows? I think he got pretty good. Yeah, that's so, well, so not, not a good look. Oh, we gotta take it over sometime. I know, I know, I know. We just can't. We can't just sit here and take the under all. We're not. That's not our <laughs> they won thirty-four games last year. Thirty-six and a half. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, great, it's a great. It's a great line. Yeah, we'll take the over. I trust them. So, uh, do Do you think they are fighting for a playing spot? I do. I yeah. do. I think that they're going to be one of the uh, the four four teams. Yeah. Uh, but like on the high end. Well, so like so one of the things we haven't talked about with these bottom teams uh, that is this midseason tournament that's coming. I do think it's fun for a team like like a Detroit who we're saying like, oh no, like they're not even fighting for playoffs. But I was like, well, it does give them something in the middle of the season to fight for. And yeah. Get, yeah. And, and yeah. young kids, you, the the younger teams, the younger yeah. your team is, the slight advantage you may have because you might be fighting for it because they're younger. Slight. Teams, <laughs> your contract is also going to be smaller so right. your paycheck is smaller so this monetary incentive is going to carry further yeah and also these young kids might not have to, uh might not have families they want to go back for it next year yeah, right exactly exactly yeah around november a lot of these players you can tell are pretty unhappy to be there it's it's the early part of the season they're still getting yeah. stuff worked out some people are seeing it work in shape well, I think the league is going through a transition period, too. We're getting a little off topic, but yeah. I think the, the league is getting younger, and it's getting faster, and it's going to start getting a little bit more uh, chaotic but, in terms of movement. But I mean, I mean, think about how hard it would be to it'll be able to play a couple of uh, a couple of years at, at one point. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was the greatest player in the world, right? Yeah. Slowly uh, lumbers up the court, gets it to the post, works the sky hook. That just doesn't fit the game more than more. One point is not, or one and a half times as many points. Two and threes. Well, all right. Well, back to business. Moving moving back to the lineup. Next up, the Washington Wizards. They signed Jared Butler. They traded for Danilo Gallinari, re signed Kyle Kuzma. Um, and traded for Mike Muscala, and then obviously Bradley Beal is no longer on this team. So, Boyd so, uh, Jovendo at the Washington Wizards has the lowest over under uh, for win totals of anything at the end of this year at 24 and a half. Four wins below the second lowest, which is the Pistons. Well, they are really, I'll take the over on that one, but they are really doubting Kyle Kuzma, Kyle Kuzma and uh, uh, Jordan Poole, yeah. which is fine, which is fine. I'm not I putting my money on them, but I kind of forgot Jordan Poole was on this team. You think that's a good sign? Yeah. <laughs> no, but we're, we're about to see Jordan Poole go go off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jordan, Jordan Poole is going to play the exact type of basketball that I think he wants to play, which is, yeah. 
he's going to take a bunch of shots, and maybe not always efficiently, but when he's hitting, they win when, they, uh, when he isn't, they lose. So that's not winning basketball, but that is, yeah, it's not a, it's not an unfun brain of basketball to watch. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I, I will, okay, so yeah, I'll, I'll be excited to watch. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're... They gotta get a better coach, man. They're gonna get a lot of it. I think they they're starting to. They're, they're starting to clear house up front and uh, they got, work its way down. But they also got they they are they got off the Bradley Beal contract. Yeah, but then re-signed the Kuzma contract, which is also just a massive contract. Yep. And they added the, that one's actually they added the pool contract, which is also a massive contract. That one's big. It's gonna. Yeah, like he's a thirty million dollar player. He's not a thirty million dollar player, but he's gonna start to play like one. So yeah, we'll see. Sure, we'll see. He's gonna play into it. Yeah, play no, it, just, just yeah. I when I think of bad NBA contracts, uh, maybe not even the ones that started in Washington all seem to end up in Washington <laughs> or like, pass through. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, like uh, Beal, Wall, Westbrook. Like all of these, Chris, Chris law, Paul, Chris Paul, like all these uh, massive contracts. I don't even, I, I don't even think we can say Chris Paul counts towards there because he, like, yeah, he was on there and like moving through as part of the Jordan Poole trade, but he never suited up for Washington, so I, I wouldn't count that one against him. Yeah, but <laughs> but they but but they still also at one point in time were like, yeah, we'll uh, we'll take all that money. Yeah. I mean, when you have to move money around like that, yeah. it makes sense. Like, I would have done the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this is going to be one of the lottery. This is going to be a high lottery to pick next year. Um, I, anyone have anything else to say about that? Other than- I'm excited to watch the Washington Wizards play Brooklyn Nets. I'm circling that on my calendar because they had some amazing Twitter beefs between Spencer Dinwiddie and that's right. Kyle Kuzma. That's right. And he called him Din Shitty. And so that's just I thought he called him Midway. He made he may have gone he made them both. Uh, but it was so I'm definitely can't wait to watch that. That's gonna be great. Yeah. Uh, so I'm calendar, folks. Next up we have the Indiana Pacers. Um Looks like uh, NBA.com isn't quite up to date. They did sign uh, Bruce Brown, and then they also traded um, for Obi Toppin. Um, I'm really excited for this team. I think they've started coming to their own uh, last year. I think both Bruce Bruce Brown and Obi are good rotational pieces. They're not tanking. Keep building on their court. Yeah. Do I I think that they're contenders? No. But do I think that, yeah. They, they are not a team you can look past on your schedule. Always a, always a bear. Yeah. Always a tough, uh, tough man. Yeah, you know what they're going to do? They're going to start out strong, like always, and we're going to be like, man, look, the Pacers sitting there 20 games in, fourth in the East, and then they're going to lose like 30 straight games. Well, well, part of that is part of what makes them hard. Part of what makes them so hard to play, but also part of what makes it so hard for them to sustain success is uh, – they, by a long shot, get the most points in transition of any team in the NBA. They they get out there and they hustle, which is fun basketball, works at a high efficiency. But you go sprint for 82 games here. <laughs> Tell me you're not tired by the playoffs. It's like, oh, shoot, we need to pace ourselves. Yeah. Again, a younger team now. We pace ourselves. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they re-signed Tyrese Halliburton. They got a five-year extension on him. Uh, what, what was the numbers on it? Uh, 
what is he? Five for a lot. Yeah, but but like, you know, a lot, a lot, or a little, a lot. I think it was in like one eighty-five. Oh, that's that's beautiful. Maybe. Oh, yeah, that's that's pretty. Yeah, I, it, it's a it's a it's a rookie extension max, right? And yeah. So you know, that's. Never mind. Yeah. Never mind. It was f- five for two sixty. Exactly. That was way off. Yeah. <laughs> they well, that, gave him. I mean, you, you think about like yeah. five one eighty five was like the rookie max extension like four right. years ago. He's to a two-way. Uh, trying to get to the G League. Uh, it's like a ring of documentaries on Friday video. Uh, it was pretty good. It had Gate York in it. He's featured. Yeah. He's signed to the Pacers, so I will be looking to see I'm, if he's I mean, he, he signed a two-way last year, right? Did he end up signing a full-time contract at the end? He's, he's on the roster right now, okay. so he, he may not give. I, I think there's a good chance he goes to another two-way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm rooting for him. It's a fun success story. It's great. It's a great... Yeah, it's a nice feel-good documentary. You can see some kids work hard and see if it will pay off or some of them. But, you know, it, realistically, that's a lot of mouths to feed. Tough league. Yeah. All right, next up, we have the Toronto Raptors, and they did quite a bit of things, actually. Nothing great. I mean, yeah, so they so they returned <laughs> Jeff Downton on the two-way. They re-signed Ron Harper. Um, they signed Jalen McDaniels. Re-signed Jakob Per. Uh, Hurdle, um, Otto Porter Jr. opted in with them, Dennis Schroeder signed with them, Garrett Temple signed with them, and Gary Trent opted in as well. You know, I'm just, just to, to set the tone of the discussion, they're going to be worse. Right? Oh like, my god, yeah. Yeah, their win total uh, right now is 35 and a half. That's, that's what I'm trying to blame me for taking the under? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to jump out in front of that one say we're taking the under again. Uh, do, wait, real quick, before we move on, we didn't do a win 
going for the Pacers. Um, the Pacers were 38 and a half. I think I'm taking the over. I think, think, they're they're I think that they're at least a 500 team. 38 and a half. They were a 35 win team last season. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll take the over on that. Uh, but moving on to the Raptors. Uh, yeah, just. They. They need to make up whether or not they're blowing up or because they're blowing forward because they keep on letting one piece get picked off at a time. Right? He's and, been, Masai um, Ujiri has been right the razor's edge on yeah. when he trades people or when he doesn't and to let Brennan walk for nothing. <laughs> right. Is so. They easily could have moved to a deadline for after they won't draft capital, but yeah, just let. But yeah, and frankly, no hate to Frank Van Vliet. Look at the contract he got in uh, Houston. You cannot turn that down. And you know, I'm sure. Honestly, I'm sure most most big Raptors fans would feel the same. Hey, they're Canadian. That's incredibly polite. But uh, B, yeah, how can you tell a guy to? Yeah, where's loyalty come in uh, when we're talking? Tens of millions of dollars. Oh God, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's turned out. Yeah. Um, still a pass guess. So, yeah, so, so if you, so yeah, so if you're blowing things up to quote unquote build around Scotty Barnes, okay, I was gonna say, do like is Siakam the guy to move? Do you keep a guy like Gary Trent? Do you keep OG Ananobi? Like who? Who? I feel like. So, as you said, the Raptors in this weird scenario where it's not like it's DeRozan and Lowry. It's like, okay, these guys are, like, clearly older and on their way out relatively. Like, they have a lot of these middle guys where it's like, we can get some value for these players, but we can also have that value on our team if we want it. And it's like, what do you do with a guy like Pascal Siakam? In my, in my mind, if I were around the Raptors, I'd say no one's untouchable, but no one's cheap, right? That there's a lot, there are a lot of players who... Could be pieces on your future franchise, but yeah, you're missing you're missing the star to make it happen. They're trying to force him to be Siakam. Oh yeah, he's a great second or third option. He'll never be a starting Yankee back. And you know, if if you can get more value out of Scotty Barnes, you want to keep going around Siakam. Do that. You can get more for Siakam. You want at this point, I, I say everyone's on the trading block to make an offer. It's exactly everybody could be. I mean, I, I've heard the, like the asking price for Scotty Barnes was more than four first-round draft picks and a whole bunch of other for stuff. Scotty for Scotty Barnes. So if I understand having a high price, but if they're talking like that, right. no, we're not getting room to go bear trades, guys, for these right. these players. Stop with that. Everyone is talking about it. It's not. A, it wasn't a good trade. That is not the standard. Messed it up for everybody else. Yeah. Just stop. No fun for anybody else now. So, um, what what's the win total? They were forty. They were they were even five hundred last year. Forty one and forty one. Their win totals at thirty five and a half. Under. Yep, I agree. Next up, Who's the. It's um. Yeah, that's right. Nick Nurse is gone. I don't know who it is. Yeah. We talked about it, but I don't remember. Yeah, it's the Raptors. The Chicago Bulls signed Javon Carter, signed Tory Craig, re-signed Ayo DeSumo. Darko Rakiovic? Sure. Okay. Uh, re-signed Ayo DeSumo, uh, Andre Drummond dropped in, they extended Nikolai Vucevic, and they re-signed Kobe White. Uh, yeah. And Lonzo is probably not playing at all again this year. Yeah. 
is I, what it sounds like. I, yeah, it, it really sucks with what's going on with Lonzo, and I think that, you know, I, I don't think he's your guy. Something about a Bulls point guard, you know? I, I, th- I think he is enough of a cornerstone that you, you know, you almost, this almost can't be the year now because without Lonzo, I think he's a big enough piece. I do think that Javon Carter was a great ad. I'm pretty sure they got him on a good team friendly deal. He's very much like a, you know, he fits the mold of Alonzo Ball and Alex Caruso. Just a very hard-nosed, defensive-minded point guard. You know, he's not going to win you the game offensively, but, you know, he'll play smart in his spots. And he's, he's a guy that you can put on Steph Curry or James Harden and say, all right, go make his night out. But he won't. And uh, re-signing of Ayo Sumu. Don't let that go under notice. That's a pretty awesome Signing. I'm sure they got him on a team friendly deal. Um, yeah, so you've got three people in that point guard room now. Room, if you will, like if you're talking like it's the fucking NFL. Um, yeah, that can kind of shoulder that load. I feel like the the one that you're, I wouldn't say safest, but the, you know what you're getting out of Alex Cruz. So I feel yeah. like he's the steadiest one of the three yeah. of them. Yeah. Um, so I think it, it's important that they, they keep him. And then, you know, we've got, okay, you can resign Vucevic. You're clearly going in on this version of the roster right now because you have um, Zach Levine still. You know, you're hoping to see some growth out of Patrick Williams. Yeah. I, I mean, DeMar, DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan yeah, there. Is, yeah. they're, putting, they're putting up for this year. Well, and, you know, it, it's kind of an interesting thing. I'm glad that they aren't going all out and spending a lot of draft picks on this core. Like, this is a fun core. This is something this is a, they can make um, – you know, for me, they're still only made to the Eastern Conference Finals, and that is a stretch. But they are, you know, should be solidly a playoff team. And so when you talk about like, you know, how do you measure success? It's like, no, do I think that do I think this team is championship re- uh, ready? No, but do I think that, you know, this is a team that can give the fans something to be excited about and can, you know, be able to sustain this success for a couple of years? I do. I, I you know, and in today's league, if you don't have one of the top five guys you're almost better off saying, why don't we just make it fun? <laughs> right? Like, uh, this, DeMar DeRozan, this is it, man. This is where yeah. we see if you're the guy. Zach Levine, the people are not really, the people of Chicago are not super willing to give him the guy. Right. Uh, so I guess you're, we're going to see if you can carry this team to, to the finals. Huh? Um, uh, so their win total is at 37 and a half. I'm taking the over. Taking the over. That's the, excuse me, the Bulls 37? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would take the over too. They were 40 and 42 last year. Yeah. I think they're... On, on, on paper, on paper, yeah, on paper they're... They, I can see them being like a three or four seed, honestly. And I think that was the impression going into last season when yeah. they got DeMar. It was like, all right... They, they, been there two years, right? It wasn't last season. Was it? Or last He's been there for like three years. Yeah, I was going to say. Who's our next team, Nathan? Miami Heat. They uh, signed Thomas Bryant, re-signed Jamal Kane, re-signed Kevin Love. Josh Richardson comes back on board. And then signed two guys named Drew Smith and Orlando Robinson. So, so, so to me, the big story is they lost uh, Gabe Vincent to Max Struess. Yeah. Right. Um, as a Cavs fan, I'm very excited that Max Struess went our way. Uh, as a LeBron fan, I'm very excited Gabe Vincent ended up on the Lakers. But, yeah. Yeah, Tyler Hero wasn't that, on that playoff run, so it makes sense that uh, you're figuring that Tyler Hero takes over his minutes. 
but that was really a big part of that core that made that new change. Yeah, and clearly they're asking Duncan Robinson to actually play up to his contract. Right. Because ever since he got it, he's not been playing up to that contract. Well, they didn't play him in the regular season at all last year, but they did yeah. break him out in the playoffs, and he did perform. He came through. Uh, so maybe, maybe that's why they felt more comfortable I mean, I, giving I remember, up Struess. I remember seeing something that uh, the most efficient uh, like two-man team players came out of Iowa in the entire playoffs last year. There's some sort of, there's some type of chemistry that happened between those two players, and a lot of there's familiarity that you know, there's been a lot of changeover in the last couple of years in the lineup. And frankly, Duncan Robinson, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, I guess Tyler Hero, the ones who pretty much been there the whole time. But yeah, I think they're finally worn all the tread off of uh, Kyle Lowry. So yeah. well, but Kyle Lowry, I like. Yeah, he's obviously overpaid right now. But I like his, his role uh, right now. Like during those uh, during the playoff run, you were seeing. You know, he'll, he's not starting, oh, he's, he's coming yeah, off the bench. He's, giving, he's, he's giving you high energy minutes, and you know, frankly, that's what you want from him now. And right? he, yes, if they could just get him to the contract, that's not yeah. like the whole. Yeah, and he's going to be a perfect role. And, where and, and frankly, they will. Right when this contract yeah. runs out, like yeah, if not them, someone will. But yeah, he's not going to want to call it twelve a year. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to see uh, this guy Nikola Jovic, who's. Uh, so this guy had a back injury uh, last year, and he finally got got through that. And he's been balling in FIBA and been doing pretty well, I guess, in summer league. So it'll be uh, exciting to see him, see that addition. But the big big news or the big question on everyone's mind is, are they going to get Damian Lillard? No. That's, that's uh, something I'm sure is... Affecting the line, which is uh, uh, what? Uh, the line for the defense is 40 and a half. Um, this is one I'll take the under on. I think everyone's going to see that playoff run and be like, oh, they're really good. You forget that. The Heat doesn't care until the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> they won 44 games last yeah. year, so I take the under. That's a yeah. good point. All right. Next up is the Atlanta Hawks. Um, only thing I've got here is that they signed Wes Matthews. They might have this. Yep. Uh, it's just not as updated. I don't think um, the back half of the summer trades have bills. Yep, trade with the Thunder. Dejounte Murray agreed to a four-year extension, and yep, was the Matthews agreed to a one-year deal as well. They got rid of John Collins too. Yeah, they traded John Collins. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, I think that they're. Gonna, I think the Hawks. It's, yeah, status quo. They're going to be a good, not great team. Uh, yeah, you're going to see uh, drafted a lot of young, young guys. Kobe Buckin. Uh, uh, this other guy. Uh, Give the other guy. But sorry, going. But yeah, no, you've seen. Um, yeah, I think Trey Young and Dejounte Murray play very well together. Uh, I do think that there are certain playoff limitations to Trey Young. Um, yeah, obviously he's one of the best scoring point guards in the league. Uh, yeah, when the league introduced that four, uh, that four yard or four point line, um, he's going to be incredible for the Hawks. But in the meantime, yeah, you have to hide him so much on defense more than I think any other noteworthy player. Yeah. He's also actually not that good of a three point shooter. Uh, he's he's not that good uh, in, uh, as far as raw efficiency, but his ability to create shots, I think, makes up for a lot of that. Sure. He's definitely a good player. I'm not saying otherwise on that, but but they've got just such like a Trey Young and Jordan Poole on the same team. Like talk about volume. Yeah. 
Uh, let's just hack stuff up in here. Oh, so the hawk's line is at 42 and a half. Oh, okay. can, 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 I bet, can I bet on the line? Like, I'm going under. I'd go under because I just don't. I don't know yeah. what it is. Man. They were. They I, were going, 41 and 41 last year. Yeah, I'm going a half game under. I think they're going to finish at 42 wins. <laughs> they Maybe they they they, really they, dude, they feel like a roster to me that should be better that I want to say the over on, but I would say the under because I mean oh, you've, no, you've got Murray, it's the new, it's the you've got coach. Murray, you've got Trey Young, and then I think they have really good wing depth with Herder and Hunter, and I think they, they've got good players there. Obviously, they move on from John Collins now, but you saw Capella, who just you know is a walking fifteen and fifteen every night. Yeah, yeah, Okongwu is going to probably slide into that four role. He has a little bit of a perimeter game. Like they feel like a team that Scroll should. You should take the over on, but everything like I, I just, just I can't. Smell right. I, I go under. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Something doesn't smell right on that. You want to, and you're sitting there and you're staring at them, and they're like, you know, you want to do it, and it's like, no, I don't think I actually do. All right, the Brooklyn Nets. Um, so they re-signed Cam Johnson. They got Lonnie Walker. The fourth, Dennis Smith Jr., Trenton Watford, and Darius Baisley. And they are, you know, what uh, was the last year before they did like the thanks in the water. So now that's just better. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, man. His Twitter, his whole uh, Instagram is going crazy. Yeah, how he's going to be, he's a million times better. Right. He feels he's, he's already better. Well, dealt. he's not the best player on that team still. Uh, it's got to be Bridges, right? It's got to be Bridges. Yeah, and I don't think it's close. Ken Johnson's coming up, too, man. Ken uh, Johnson is still a very good player, but Mikel Bridges is. Mc- yeah, Mikel yeah. yeah. Bridges could be a... Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he could be first-time All-Star this year. Yeah. Probably in the running, if he if he makes that leap, he could be the most improved, too, because yeah. he could go from, like, 15 to, like, I think, you know, easily north of 20 points yeah. per game. I think, I think, yeah, the culprit is going to have a big season. So, you know, again, I think they're kind of continuing to run it back. Um, yeah, I think they are riding out some bad contracts and waiting for that move. But I do think that they see, you know, I think that they see the Phoenix core minus Devin Booker as their new core and are uh, open to build on that. Um, their over-unders at 36-and-a-half. Um, I'll take the over. I take the over, yeah. I agree. Especially if you get like a, a serviceable Ben Simmons. Yeah. And I'm ca- and I'm counting on Bridges and Johnson to both take yeah. a, a step. Yeah. I'll take the over with you. I, I, you know what? That's I want to stay under just because Ben Simmons is on that team, but let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Benefit of the doubt. Spencer Denley's on there too. If he Spencer Denley. He doesn't take too many shots if he's, you know, more of a veteran presence and not a shot leader. Cla- I think I thought Claxton took good steps I, last I year. I think one of most underrated players. Oh, big time! Yeah, I, I, it, he's it, coming up. It, Cam Tom, Cam Thomas could have a good have a, have a jump that. too. No one's my back, yeah, yeah, he's Cam. still a little scrolling. Yeah, yeah, well. uh, but think about how many centers he's gotten back. Yeah. What's yeah. their uh, 36? 36. They won 45 games last year. Yeah, but they kept Randall. 
True, but they didn't like fall off the cliff no. when you left. Yeah. Like they they maintained. They lost, uh, they, they lost a lot of games. They did fall. I mean, he also. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 sure. They, yeah, they fell from like second in the East to six, but like they didn't tank. I, I'm gonna go under. 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 I'm gonna go I thought they were getting uh, LeBron, Kyrie, and Zion. Yeah, I, I th- yeah, I think uh, so. I think it's all all gonna happen. So they signed Dante Divincenzo. Josh Hart opted in. Um, they returned Trevor Keels. They signed Nathan Knight. Uh, team picked up Miles McBride's fifth year option. Um, they signed Dwayne Washington and Dylan Windler. I actually, yeah, super underrated signing. Uh, yeah. I, I think he is a serviceable player. I think he fits a need they have. You have the ability to play off ball and stretch the floor. He's a good defender. Um, and yeah, I I do. Yeah, he doesn't fix the Knicks, but I do think that that uh, adds an issue. I think the Knicks have more talent than they've been performing, and I think it's all on coaching at this point. On coaching. Um, Depth at the margins as well. So the Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson experience in the playoffs was okay, but I think them having another year together under the belt is going to help. Yeah. Uh, Dr. DiVincenzo, as you guys already mentioned, he's a he's a, he's a professional. He's he was a guy that I he switched off to do his job. But yeah, he, he did well. He got limited minutes in the Golden State uh, role, but when he was able to, you know. Get some he performed so he was he was also like kind of battling uh Jordan Poole for that that spot there at the time as well right right yeah and Jordan Poole had think had had a higher ceiling but DiVincenzo's safer if you will mm-hmm. he's a Villanova guy they're a racing on the squad you know the squad so forty six I'll go under. Right. I mean, I feel like we've said under for so many of these teams. It's like, what is the West going to win every game against the East this year? Like, I'm going to put over. I'm going to put over on them um, for. They won 47 games last year. I'm going to. I think for entering the prime or anything the prime of Julius Randle, like it or not, he, he does have some excellent shot making ability when he's on. When he's not, it's pretty bad. But Jalen Brunson is also still, I think, ascending. R.J. Barrett is having a great time on uh, FIBA at uh, Team Canada. So putting it all together and getting, I think, some of the weight off of the bench. They, they cut D. Rose, which unfortunately couldn't couldn't play, really. Um, Emmanuel Quickly is going to be, I think, also, again, getting better. Isaiah Hartenstein, that guy is very underrated. He's coming up as a very good center. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to go over on him. I'm going to go over Uh, I'd probably go under, but I, I think just under. I think that they are, uh, yeah, I think they're at, at or just above 500, but I don't think they get to 47 points. There's a lot. It's a lot of wins. All right, next up, Cleveland Cavaliers signed Ty Jerome, re-signed Karis LeVert, Isaiah Mobley, signed Georges Niang, and signed Max Struess. I think Max Struess is an awesome addition because someone, you know, I, I, I love Jenny Osmond. He's a starting three. 
Shady's over to the Spurs now. Yeah. And yeah, I think Max Schroes fits, fits our team a lot better. Yeah. I'm a little D and three guys like next to uh, Garland and Mitchell. Yeah, I'm a little nervous. We his three four shooting is why we brought we're gonna have a rotisserie door on the three spot again this year, and it's gonna be just tryouts between Struess, Yang, and um, Yang was Yang's over. more of a four to be honest. He's not athletic enough to play the three. He's, He's more missing the, 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 the defense and the three-point shooting. That's what we, we've been needing. So you're right. If you can't. Real nice. If I should go forward about the three-point. He's getting <laughs> there. He's getting I'm, I'm so glad we really nice. moved on from him uh, because I think he still can be. Defensively, he's awesome. So do not want to have to lose that. But, yeah, his three-point shot's got to fall. And, and frankly, yeah, I'm happy to wait him out as long as he's on the street. Right. He's cheap. Cost us almost nothing to be there. So as long as he's cheap, I'm like, great. Let's 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 keep on being cheap. Yeah, man. right. Like, I make some financial decisions yeah. here and there too. Can't always have the best of everything. Yeah. Um, but that's why they got some depth. Uh, the Isaiah Mobley uh, signing was nice. Um, Evan Mobley, we need to see him take another step this year. I think. Yeah. Like, I, I, think, I think he took good. a step last year. I, he's not quite there, but yeah, I think yeah, he's still pretty young. Yeah, sure. no, uh, I, I think, yeah, I think Jared Allen is a great franchise center to be like, you know, solid, dependable. But I do think that if we are going to have an All Star Vegas, he's going to need, yeah, he's going to need some. See, he is not a dom. He's no. not, and he's no. <laughs> lights are too bright. He said it himself. So. That's going to be Karen walking around with him for a while until he shows otherwise. The pro cannot be. I don't know. Well, uh, yeah, he, uh, Jared, Jared Allen, you can count on him for, uh, yeah, 15, 15 and 10. And frankly, that's kind of what I want from the starting. 15, 10 and hard, uh, good reputation. That's good enough to me as a starting uh, center in today's league. That's true. That's true. But at a certain point, you have to be able to intimidate the other guys and not even take those opportunities. Yes. So we'll see if you can. Because he got eaten alive on the boards against the Knicks. You know? Julius Randle just destroyed. And Hardenstein, too. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, th- I think the I think the talent's there. I think a lot of it's going to be adjustments. Young dudes are finding their legs. So yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see what happens uh, next year. They are at fifty and a half for their over under. I think I'm taking the over. Fifty and a half. I think that they are a top three seed in the East, no problem. Yeah, I it's, yeah. it's Celtics, Bucks, Cavs. No, take the over. Take the over. Yeah, I'll take the over as well. Alrighty, the Philadelphia 76ers signed Mo Bamba, signed Patrick Beverly, James Harden opted in. Yeah, he did. Maybe. Um, resigned Montres Harrell, um, and Daniel House opted in as well. Montres Harrell tore his ACL. He's going to be out. Uh, Daniel House is. Yeah. Uh, I think Mo Bamba is a pretty underrated signing because he, yeah, he's a center that can come in and uh, eat minutes when he has to rest. This, this is it for him. This is really it. Like he is. This, 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 this is year deal. six. This is taking a minimum deal to be here. He could have um, made more with the Lakers, but chose to come here because it's gonna be. Make or break, dude. Yeah, and yeah, I think he'll put up. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think he'll put up good volume, but I think his per thirty-six steps will be pretty good because it's a team built to serve a center. He's going to be taking the minutes that that star center doesn't. 
if they treat him like Joel Embiid, but yeah. I think when he's in there, they might filter to more of James Harden, who does favor, work well with the center. He's yeah. working great with Clint Capella, great with centers. So maybe, maybe I'm, uh, Patrick Beverly feels like he was always meant to be in Philly. Yeah, he's, he's, he has a Philly vibe. And I, I don't know how this, I'm trying to avoid saying that he's an asshole and that Philly fans are assholes, but here I am saying it. Uh, yeah, it's just right. I'm glad you worked the way left around. Yeah. Him, like, <laughs> um, but uh, this whole James Harden experience is going to be just everything we needed to carry our media attention through at least Christmas. So, yeah, apparently, I, I have read this, and I, the thing that he was upset about, that Terrible is a liar, Pizza was that there is supposed to be pizza every Friday, and then they had pizza for a couple Fridays, and then they stopped having pizza on Fridays. Well, I mean, what kind of pizza are we talking about? Right, right. No, like, listen, I get, I get the upset. Little Caesars, and, and frankly, yeah, we all know that's not why he was mad at Daryl Morey. That's just what he was allowed to say publicly. Yeah, but, <laughs> it's the pizza defense, <laughs> right? But yeah, it's just. So, and also, he said this at a private event promoting his new wine in China. And so I think there's a chance that he thought it wasn't getting And if he thought that, holy cow, how does he not know how the NBA works? Or, I'm sure the finery experience, which is $100,000, yeah. pales in comparison to the sales that he made on the wine that he sold in the promotion right. over in China. And also, he... Made us that way, uh, yeah. Whatever team, if he does get traded, whatever team trades for him doesn't get hamstring because you know the Sixers can't uh, demand, uh, you know, can't demand a really good deal like because they know that he doesn't want to be there. True, but he has to uh, play. If he doesn't show up, if he doesn't come, if he doesn't play, the new CBA essentially clips his wings from being able to sign with any team right. until the 76ers release it on their own court. Right. So that. He's uh, really going to be the other side of this. I, I do, I do like that new deal. I do like that new rule. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I think we we'll see some more things out of Damian Lillard. I think Damian Lillard clearly wants to go go to Miami, and you know he's going to have to play. And if Portland wants to take his contract to the bitter end, so be it. Yeah. I mean, once upon a time, Kobe requested uh, a trade off the team. They just didn't, and eventually they made him happy again. So yeah, it's doable. It can happen. Um, all right. Dave, what's our next team? Boston Celtics. Um, they did. They, they did. Porzingis. And that's kind of <laughs> really it. Um, well, 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 I mean, well, 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 no. There's quite a bit that's happened. No. Yeah, they, Marcus Smart is no longer there. They oh, tried, he, that's part of that. They almost tried to part trade, of trade yeah. uh, Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah. And then they didn't. <laughs> so now that's going to be interesting. They're going to have to mend that fence. Um, the NBA, you know, you, you know, if you're like not a, a big star, your name's getting shopped every year. Well, I, I say that because uh, a head coach himself said that there will be some fences that need mending. Yeah, uh, yeah. They also side. Yeah, this doesn't affect the team at all. But I just have always loved this guy's name. Besides, Jay Scrub. Nope. Steve McHale. Steve McHale. Yep. Let's go. 
They have to love the name Speed McKay. Uh, I think he's I think he's Israeli. I think like he is uh, came home from Israel already. Uh, he was with the Clippers for a long time. But, I think he was drafted by the Pistons, with the Clippers. He was yeah. on the Lakers on the roster at some point. Yeah. Played but, Kansas. Uh, yeah, no, the big one is Christoph Persingas. Uh, and Lasso. Marcus Smart, and they gave Jalen Brown. Honestly, I I like Marcus Smart. I think that there there's a team built in it. I think that there was an issue. Yeah, I think that there's an issue that he was the most senior and the most leader of the you know three options in uh, Boston. And so when games would come down to the line, he was taking the shot because he felt like it was his team. And I'm not saying he was wrong to feel that way because I do think culturally that Boston sort of made him feel that way. And he, he could not be the guy taking the last shot of those. I understand that. But here's the thing. They were running the ball through Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. So when you run the ball through them, they pass the ball. Guess what? It swings, swings, swings to, to Marcus Smart, who ends up taking the shot. Yes, you are correct. Yeah. He wasn't mad about that. But the coaching the team. How many more people on the roster I would have rather taken that shot? Well. Let's see, Derek White, Brogdon, Horford, yes. Tatum, anyone else. Brown. But I think it was more of a coaching issue. Yeah. They've also started to address their, 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 they've got more assistant coaches now, but they are fully in on Missoula. Yeah. So. But, yeah, no, I, I think that uh, it was time to, for both teams to move on to uh, um, Mark Smart. And I do think that uh, Porzingis adds an interesting dynamic to this team, which is more stretching from their bigs. Uh, good rim protection. Yeah, even if I don't even think we need to get uh, uh, Nick's Porzingis, which would be great. Even we get back to just like Dallas Porzingis. You know, he is a steady, you know, one and a half blocks, ten rebounds, twenty points a game. He was great last year for, yeah. uh, for Washington, and I think that was something that they're hoping continues. If they get that Porzingis, they can maintain at least what they've built so far. Yeah. Maybe exceed it, depending on the level of advancement from Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Yeah. Let's see if Jalen Brown can learn to do Hold on one second. Let's talk to the, the Celtics. Are, they're, they have the highest over-under of any team in the NBA at 53 and a half. I would think the under. <sighs> they won 57 games last year. I, 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 I think I'm going to take the over. At the only reason I already took the over at 50 and a half the Cavs, and I think that the Celtics and the Cavs will be at the same level. I think that they could easily be a 55 win team. Okay. Yeah, I'd do the original. Injury concerns. Sure. Always. Porzingis, Derek White, Malcolm Brown. Yep. Still taking yep. the over. Okay. Song season. I, I, I think that team is built uh, well enough that, like, as long as they're not missing the entire season, oh, Rob you, you can win enough. You can win enough games with them gone to still be on track to get that over. Okay. I, I mean, yeah. If, they, if all those players got hurt at once, maybe not. But oh, yeah. one of those, if one of those players gets hurt, as long as he's back like 15, 20 games. Like, yeah, you'll still probably be winning by well over a 500. Porzingis is dealing with plantar fasciitis right now, so yeah. that's also not, not great. Yeah, I, I, I still think I'm dead my shoulder. Okay. All right, last team in the East, the Milwaukee Bucks, re-signed Thanasis Antetokounmpo, signed Blake Beasley, re-signed Jay Crowder, re-signed AJ Um, re-signed Brooke Lopez, Resigned Chris Middleton and signed Robin Lopez. Isn't AJ Green just about to the Bengals? <laughs> yeah, there's also an AJ Green on the Browns. 
Common name, common name. Yeah. yeah. Seems like they're running this back. They are. Uh, there were, I think, there were initial when Chris Middleton opted out. I think that I don't, I don't, I well, we'll, we'll Bucks we'll, probably were confident in bringing him back. Their their big move wasn't on players, it was on coaches. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, Which I mean, Coach, I, Coach Bud's out. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. I mean, it's kind of funny looking back at all that because. You know, you got fired because they lost in the first round of the Heat. And then it's like, okay, then look at everyone else who lost to the Heat. Like, guess what? Yeah, like, you lost to a good team that just yeah. didn't give two shits and had a bad regular season. Right. It was still a good team. By no means is it, like, I think lost to a bad eight. I think even if they lost. I think if they lost to the Heat but did it in seven, uh, Coach Buck might have his job. It's the fact that they were, like, very much shown up by the Heat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You think Adrian Griffin's gonna be better than Bud? We'll see. Uh, I mean, they're gonna have a healthy Chris Middleton. Middleton was hurt for quite a bit of last year. He came back right before the playoffs. Um, I still think Giannis is getting better year over year. It will, I'll be curious to see when he's he outside. Might tell him a little bit. I mean, he's not. He, listen, his acceleration is slowing, but he is still going. Like he's getting better year over year, but he's not getting as better each year as he used to. Okay, I can I can agree with you on yeah. that one. The the part that I don't think he's continuing to develop as quickly as people hope is the three and the outside jumper. Yeah, um, you know, and as as nice as that is, if you if he had that, when you have a guy like Brook Lopez who can shoot the three, and you have a good shooter in Chris Middleton and in you can give Holiday, like in the paint like run. yeah, like they don't need. Him. Would it be nice? Yeah. Would it be scary? Yeah. But the fact that Brook Lopez is a good shooter as a five helps. Now, if their five was Clint Capella, then that would be a big issue for the Bucs. Because then you have very limited shooting. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. Um, yeah, their over-unders are 53 and a half. I think, over, I think I'm going to take the under on them. Whoa. Yeah. 53 and a half, and you take the under on there. Yeah, I, I, but it's like the same teams last year. What they get uh, last year? Um, I think, I, I think that ultimately they're going to be a good team, but I think with a new coach, they're going to have a slow start. Okay, so Bud's biggest gripes were that he was not a very good adjuster. He would always change, run the same stuff and be very you know, tough to change. If you don't completely disassemble what he built, and all you do is just start to Margins, which is what looks like they're doing with their signings. I don't see why you couldn't just continue to build on what they've got. Uh, well, you know, one of the things it was about, just injury last year that held them up. One, one, one of the things that makes one of the things that makes it so they uh, one of the things that makes sorry one of the things that not having a good adjustments does for you is it makes it very easy to get plan. So you have all these players who have always had no adjustments and no game plans. So I do think that there's going to be a learning curve to changing your game, uh, changing your game plan. Like, yeah, these are all professional athletes. These, they all understand basketball greater than I do, and I don't need to speak down to them. But I do think that it, it's going to take some time to, you know, build some chemistry. And when the coach says, "We already have the chemistry," it's the same uh, same guys. Uh, not chemistry within the team, chemistry within the system. Right. Um, so again, if he doesn't change the whole system, if he comes in and change, you're right. If he's yeah. coming in to install a whole new offense or a whole new defense or a whole new this that or the other, yeah. But they have the basics down. So if you're coming in with a, a plug and play offense and defense that you just need to make sure you don't fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel very confident about it. I still think. Still think I take the under. I think that they are. 
Yeah, I think they'll be a top three seed, but I think like I think the Cavs and the uh, Celtics will both have better regular seasons. The age is what's what might catch up to. Yeah, that's gonna be their downfall. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're gonna couple couple thirty. Uh, I mean, Drew Holiday's pretty old. Chris Middleton, Chris Middleton is getting up there. Bobby Portis is gonna be Crowder. Crowder's old. He's good. He's fine. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I'm not dismissing these players. They're, they're yeah. very good. But yeah, I don't think that they are going to be fresh in 82 games this season. And I think that answer. I I also think that there's a chance that uh, at a, at a time they'll start to make a lot of management. They did that in the past quite a bit. I don't know where that came from, if it was a blood thing or if it was a Bucks. They did it a lot more last year than they had in the past. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. I think that gets us through all the teams in the East. All right. So let's do a little uh, prediction-wise of your early season. How is it shaping up? Um, Wait, do you want to give us who you think is going to... You have the most wins in the division. Who's going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals? Give me your most likely, uh, your one seed and your unexpected one seed. So you want uh, one seed for me is probably the Cavs. They are the top teams. They have the most, uh, uh, they have the most continuity, and so they can uh, start start hot and get hot. Uh, my unexpected one seed. Uh, I could, I could see. You know, my unexpected would be the My unexpected would be the Cavs. My expected is Boston. But yeah, um, yeah. My uh, that, that's probably the right answer. But I didn't want to say Boston was my expected one team because that's no fun. But uh, I could see the six. My unexpected would be the Sixers. Yeah, I could see if they just work it out. Like they yeah. just come and play. If yeah, they work out, they're all ready to go. If they work out with James Harden, or if they can get fair value. I do think Joel Embiid is an MVP who will continue to play at that level. Should have been, should have been Jokic. Yeah. That's what I was sure. But yes. Um, yes and I, I, it, it definitely should have been Jokic, but he plays in the West, so good point. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, um, yeah, I, and then as far as who's gonna win, uh, I think. Bucks are gonna uh, be in the NBA championship in the East. I, yeah, I don't see Porzingis stopping Giannis. No, no, and that's that's was kind of the question we were asking ourselves about Cavs, Cavs fans. Like, what would you do against Giannis? And we thought we had a pretty good matchup against him, but seeing what we saw in the playoffs this year, I'm I'm less confident. <laughs> so I, I need to see something next year to make me think otherwise. No, uh, my my. <clears throat> expected one seed will be <clears throat> I'll go with the Cavs as well um, because I think yeah, all the points you mentioned Sam, continuity uh, advancements of, the, of our players, um, the unexpected one seed I'm going to give to I don't know what it is man, I think that they're really going to shine oh, wait a minute. Whoa. they're going to have one seed for a while well, divide for a while. Or, uh, like, the Jazz last year. Okay. But, like, they're not going to finish no, the season. No, sorry, okay. Sorry. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, I, I was talking about who's uh, who's going to finish the one seed. And for finishing, uh, we'll, we'll put it back, you know, the Jazz. Yeah. And then coming out. 
Not injury, gotta give it to Giannis. Go, go. Fine, I'll give the Hobby Boys and go Boston. Even though I don't like it. You know what makes me the most mad? Is that Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are both actually pretty likable. And it makes it so much harder. Like, it makes me hate them more because it's hard to hate them. Like, I want to hate them, and then they're too likable, and then I can't hate them, and that makes me hate them more. It's not like Devin Booker, which is... Yeah, because he's... <laughs> yeah. No, De- De- but Devin Booker's hateable in the right way. He's the guy that, like... I, I'm not going to try to explain that. No. He's hateable in the right way. I'll leave it. Just for you, too. Yeah. I'm going to use my compassion. <laughs> Thanks to fans. Yeah. He dropped 40 on Ben Simmons while uh, Ben Simmons' ex-girlfriend sat courtside and went home. Yeah, that's hateable, but, like, it's a pretty cool. That's cool. (laughs) (laughs) He's that guy. Yeah. All right. Uh, is that, is that, uh, does anyone else have anything they want to bring up, or is that pretty much everything I got? now, I think that'll do it. Alright, well, um, thanks for letting me sit in on another episode of Just Tip Off, and uh, looking forward to continuing to listen to you guys from a distance. Alright, man. See ya. Always welcome. Peace.